Hello and welcome to the Law in Sport podcast with me, Sean Cottrell, the founder and CEO of Law in Sport. If you haven't tuned in before, the Law in Sport podcast is here to help you understand the latest legal issues and developments from the world of sport. This podcast is a special podcast that was recorded on the 8th of February in Dublin after we hosted the Sports Law Ireland Conference in association with the Irish Sports Law Bar Association. Our guests on the podcast all participated in the conference and are all Irish sports lawyers and barristers. They include Louise Riley, Paul McGarry SC, who is also the president of the Irish Sports Law Bar Association, Rob McTenaghan and Tim O'Connor. They explain what they thought were the key takeaways from their perspectives from the conference. And I hope also provide an insight into how law and sport works in collaboration with international sports law associations around the world and gives a view to what we're looking to do in the future. Other than that, that's all from me. I hope you enjoy the show. I'm here after the close of the Sports Law Ireland 2019 conference that uh, we had the the privilege of of doing in partnership with the Sports Law Bar of Ireland, who are part of the Bar of Ireland. Um, So I've got some of the Sports Law Bar Association committee members here who helped put on this fantastic event. Guys, um, I think it went really well. I thought it was an enjoyable afternoon. Uh, Louise, do you want to just say a few words about sure, how you felt Sure, absolutely. I mean, I can speak for the nodding heads around the table. I think it was an absolute success. There was great participation from the audience, great engagement from the audience. And I think there was a particular appreciation for the topics that were chosen. I think sometimes you go to a conference and it seems to be that the same old topics are being trotted out. Whereas I think today there was great creativity in putting together the, the, the programme. And people appreciated that. There were... A lot of very pertinent topical discussion, so it was great. What was it from your panel, or what was your sort of, if you were to say one issue of the day that sort of struck you, what would it be? Well, for me, I chaired the sports media right panel, which, I, as I think when we spoke initially, Sean, you said I was chosen deliberately because it was not within my practice area. So for me, it was a real learning experience. What we focused on were OTT platforms and user-generated content. So. For me, it just opened up a whole new area, which I really had very, very little familiarity with, and also opened up potential issues both at domestic and international level in terms of where this, where these, where, where these areas are going and what potential issues might be. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Paul, over to you. What, do you, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I have to say I thought it was a, a tremendous event and especially grateful to Law and Sport for the help and collaboration in pulling the speakers together and, and the topics. I mean, I think everybody here learned lots of new things today. I mean, the, uh, and I agree with Louise, I mean, the topics were very interesting, but also quite innovative. I mean, we, we had eSports this morning, where most of the people in the room knew nothing about eSports. Maybe it's a generational thing, I don't know. But but now, lots of people are going, well, that's very interesting. It's something we never knew about. We had a different, completely different perspective on the media uh, issues. We had a very, very, we had a fascinating uh, session on, on, on gambling, and what that means, and then we, we finished up with MMA, which and athlete welfare, which again, the MMA session in Ireland very very topical at the moment. Um, it's going from strength to strength, and um, but it raises a huge number of issues about um, you know safety protection um, and 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 the law that it is applied to it. And and and, and we had some uh, fantastic guest speakers who came in. We had the Chief Justice. Um, 
can you just give an indication? Because for, I think for those people who are probably listening to this, there's a lot of events, and we put on, obviously, an annual conference. It would seem to me, and I'm very pleased by this, that um, this type of discussion actually has a lot of resonance actually in practicality in the market as opposed to, you know, sometimes as I think as Louise was saying, we can have discussions and lawyers love a discussion and they can not have any uh, significant impact. But it seemed to me that this was actually part, some of the topics that we discussed today in particular could actually ha uh, have some implication in, in practice uh, in Ireland. Yeah, I mean, I think the Chief Justice said that, uh, it, it, well, sorry, it's obvious members of the bar generally, I think lawyers generally take an, an interest in sport. In Ireland, sport is you know huge. Um, most people that we know are involved in one way or another in sport, whether it's in coaching or regulation or assisting in organizations in some way, shape or form. And then there's quite an awful lot of work done representing clients in the context of um, mediations, doping, uh, disciplinary issues and so on. So there's there are a huge number of issues, but I, I mean I think it's it's part of the general approach that we take to promoting the Irish bar, promoting the specialist expertise of of members of the Irish bar, and and as you've seen today, even from the content of the um, questions coming from the floor. The vast majority of our members are very interested in all these topics and are very interested in learning more about them. So it's it, it was great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The um, quality of questions and engagement was a brief discussion about that was fantastic. Let's come to to, to Rob next, just because you chaired one of the other panels too, and then we will come to Tim. So what was your sort of takeaway from it? My takeaway from it was I knew nothing about esports, <laughs> absolutely zero. I didn't even know that Paddy Power had a gambling market in relation to live. Uh, online games that was exactly like physical sport. So I said you should have come to the Lawrence Sport <coughs> Conference. They say we've even got the esports video up. Like, shame on you. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> but <laughs> unfortunately, I had a diary clash that day, listeners. Uh, but no, uh, for me, who knew nothing about esports, that's the one thing that I'll take away from today. Just the, even the expertise, Andrew Nixon, just in relation to, I, I, I was talking to him after because I. And I was asking him about even, so say there's a Lionel Messi of esports right, yeah, that he was talking about. So he was telling me, I, I wanted to know, so when they're drafting contracts, do they actually have sign-on then clauses from team to team? And he was like, yeah, you know, yep. it's exactly like Premiership football, which has completely astounded me. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting uh, whether or not you agree it's a sport or not doesn't really matter. But what is interesting, both intellectually, legally, it creates um, all the... Players in the market create some, some. There are some similarities. Yeah, there's a transfer window. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really interesting. I always said that we, Andrew, I think it was Ian Smith initially, who's at ESIG, the Sports Integrity Coalition, who first got me onto esports and went, Yeah, Sean, you should be really interested in this area. And I, I didn't really buy into it. And then I spoke to Andrew as well, who then said, Yeah, yeah, this is a really growing area. This was about three or four years ago. Um, and it's continued to, to provide a lot of uh, great discussion points, and obviously it's grown. Um, Tim, sorry, you were. Um, you know, for once, you weren't, weren't speaking. Uh, well, they asked some great questions. What was your experience as a, as a delegate? <laughs> it was actually really enjoyable listening, I have to admit, because the, the, the whole idea of the Sports Law Bar Association particularly was upskilling, making people aware, and getting more awareness. And that's why I think we worked, well, I hope we worked so well with law and sport, because the, the shared aims in this. But even as, say, Robert was talking, was noting there, and as you were noting, back to Robert, 
the thing I really took away from, from it was because we've done that work and the upskilling and we've built up the knowledge base now, what we're starting to see today and what we saw in the questions from the audience was people making cross-sport connections. So the integrity issue, dealing with gambling was a constant theme. Integrity was a constant theme. Governance was a constant theme. And you can see now because we put this, the work has gone in, that law and sport have done and that we're trying to help and work with, you can see how that knowledge base is building up and how the sports law market is becoming more skilled, better at serving what we're hearing back even today from the clients and from the people in sport to serve their needs. So even just to be able to sit back and listen to that and to see that, yes, this is working, this is delivering what we all hoped it would, it's a big thing. It's a big step forward to know it's working. Yeah, I, I think that's incredibly positive. And I say it's the one thing that inevitably is quite difficult. And one of the reasons why I enjoyed working with you guys so much, uh, one, because the passion, and I talked about this, the, the, the quality of the lawyers are, is, is really high in the education system. And obviously there's so many Irish people who are involved in sport across the board, and it's incredible. But it was the fact that... Um, to be slightly political with this, I guess, because uh, people are listening. Heaven but, forbid. But, but the, no, but the fact that, that there's this recognition that if every, if you upskill as many people as possible, then everyone benefits. And it's one of the challenges. I interviewed Julian Michal from PwC talking about Eastern Europe and saying that's one of the challenges in some of the more developing markets is that inevitably people who are first into the markets get a bit protectionist about it. And I can understand that because they've built a client base. They want to do it, and actually the, the real win is to upskill as many people as possible as quickly do, as possible. Do you even think where we've come from when we did our first podcast, Tim and I, just over a year ago, where the Sports Law Bar Association's only formed about 18 months? And to consider where we've come in the last 18 months to where we are now, it's just, un we, we did not comprehend it whatsoever. So it's a testament to the Bar of Ireland, it's a testament to the committee, and it's a, t a testament to everybody's commitment, just how much that expertise has come out and how well we've done so far. There was a comment from Andrew Nixon in his presentation, I think yeah, answer to a question today, that really struck me about what we're trying to do, that good governance means that it's not a land grab, it's not scorched earth, it's not zero sum. We make the pie bigger, we make everyone aware there's a pie and we make it bigger and everyone gains. That's what we're trying to do and that's what I hope we manage in this today. Awesome. Well, I'm not sure if anyone wants to add any other comments because I know that me, my microphones, and new audio equipment is between us and the bar. So um, thank you all very much. A real pleasure. Uh, thanks for sharing that experience. I hope other people in other parts of the, of the world who are trying to develop, I know we've got editorial board members and other people doing some fantastic stuff in Africa, South America, Caribbean, all the other places facing very similar issues. So hopefully they can look at this and go, right, we can learn, we can work collaboratively. I know they're doing some fantastic stuff. Yeah, I'm just going to maybe say, I think that... This shows the benefits of the collaborations that we can have, and I mean, I'm hopeful that we can do a good bit more of this kind of thing in the future because it works very well. Where you you've got such expertise in law and sport in identifying the topics, identifying the speakers, and then you know we can provide things like venues and interest, a local interest when it, when it comes to Ireland. And we're, we'd love to do some more work with you in the future. So Brilliant. thank you so much for awesome. all your I'll all take that. Well, that's all we have time for for this show. I hope you enjoyed it. Of course, if you want to keep up to date with the latest legal issues and developments from the world of sport, you can go to lawinsport.com, follow us on Twitter, at lawinsport, on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and all of those channels. You can subscribe to our weekly email. You can follow me at SPCOTT. 
other than that, whenever you're listening to this, if it's the morning, lunchtime, the evening, I hope you have a great rest of your day or evening. And uh, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the rest of the series.